If you're an entrepreneur, you know what it means to take personal and financial risks, create jobs that support your community, and devote most of your time to your business. But do you know how to plan for a successful exit from your business? Do you know who should be involved in creating your succession or transition plan and the steps along the way? Welcome to Finish Big, the podcast with Mark Dorman from Legacy Business Advisors. The podcast theme is inspired by critically acclaimed business author, Bo Burlingham, author of Finish Big, how great entrepreneurs exit their companies on top. In this podcast, you'll hear success stories of exit plans done right and pick up practical tips based on years of legacy business advisors' expertise and knowledge about the largest and most important financial transaction of your life. Now, on to the show. Good day, and welcome to the Finish Big Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Dorman, and today I've got a very special guest uh, who's become a, a good friend and colleague, Dr. Craig West, uh, who is, uh, as we record this session, is in Sydney, Australia. It is currently 4 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, I'm in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio area, and Craig is in Sydney, and it is 8 a.m. on Thursday morning. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Craig West uh, Dr. West is a strategic accountant and mentor with more than 25 years of experience in advising business owners on exit planning, succession, and mergers and acquisition. Craig holds two master's degrees, uh, one in taxation law and accounting and finance, and has been a certified exit planner, or SEPA, since 2011. Craig is the founder of Succession Plus, which is the largest business succession and exit planning consulting firm in Australia. He leads a team of experts who help clients maximize the value of their businesses and achieve successful exits. Additionally, he has founded Capitalize, a software platform that connects businesses with investors and advisors for growth and exit opportunities. Since its establishment in 2009, Craig's consulting firm, Succession Plus, has worked with over 800 business owners. In October 14, uh, 2014, rather, he was awarded the Exit Planner of the Year at the Exit Planning Institute Conference in Texas. Uh, due to his extreme uh, dedication to this space, and it is an exceptional privilege for me to have Dr. Craig West uh, with us today. Craig West, welcome to Finish Big, the podcast. Hey, Mark, how are you? And thanks for having me. It's great. 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 Uh, or should I say good day, right, to my good friend in Australia? And I've met many, many of the guys and ladies on your team. So uh, I've been looking forward to this. So let's just dig right in. Your bio speaks to the fact that you founded Succession Plus, which is a consulting firm, and then recently capitalized, which we're going to touch on both of these. But specifically to Succession Plus, I'd like to actually go back. You've got a very, uh, you know, very impressive resume you've got a phd in is it accounting masters in tax from what i understand uh but you spent a fair amount of time in the public accounting space is that correct yeah i started my career as a public accountant working in an accounting firm doing tax returns and compliance you know preparing financial statements and so on for business owners and uh over time uh, i had lots of baby boomers as clients you know i was fairly young this is 25 30 years ago now and they'd come to me as their trusted advisor, as most CPAs or accountants are, and ask for help in, how do I get out? And they didn't even use those words. They were more likely to say things like, you know, I've built this business up. 
I'm not sure what it's worth, if anything, and I'm not sure what to do with it. Can you give me some help? So they were really coming from a place of, you know, I've built up this asset. I own it, but I don't really know what it's worth. I don't really know what I could do with it. And I need some help. I'm a bit stuck. And some of them, you know, the the older ones particularly, used words like stuck or lost or unsure. And, you know, therefore they felt they'd had this business and they'd built this thing up and had done well and they'd made some good money out of it, some of them for 10, 20, 30 years. But then they felt stuck mm-hmm. because they couldn't get out and they didn't know yeah. what that actually looked like. Yeah, I've had and my clients start of Cleveland. my journey around. Wow. Yeah, the yeah. start of my journey then around how do you get out of a business? How do you realize a business as an asset, as the owner, um, to get out, to retire, to to exit, to go and do a new business, to go and do whatever you want to do, go and play golf or whatever it is you want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I can I can completely relate with the word stuck. I had a client this afternoon tell me, I just feel paralyzed, Mark. I don't know what to do or where to turn. I said, let me share with you the process that we work. So so you were in public accounting and, and uh, your clients at that time were kind of leaning on you saying, I feel stuck. I don't know what I should do that created a bit of an itch for you to get into the exit and transition planning space. I, look, I, I, I'm in that space. I understand how much more enjoyable I can imagine than it is than compliance tax and accounting and auditing, right? Yeah. Look, I thought there was a need there. I started actually looking at things like capital gains tax for business owners when they sold their business and how do I help them improve that? And very quickly, that was my expertise. I, you know, I had a master's degree in tax law and so on. And, you know, that was my expertise, but I very quickly realized that wasn't the problem. I can help them with the tax and I can help them even, you know, with a bit of proper advice and structuring and and getting things organized properly. We could probably even help them reduce the tax, which is great, but it wasn't the problem. The problem was not how much I got taxed on what happens when I exit my business. The problem was the owner didn't have a clue how to actually exit and Mm -hmm. all of the things that were involved. So that sort of started me on a bit of a research journey. I read everything I could find. You know, I got online when you could get online. I mean, getting online now and finding that information is so much easier than what it was 25 years ago. Um, So I just started a journey to look. And I actually found uh, at that time a guy called Peter Chrisman who had founded what is now the Exit Planning Institute, had written a book called The $10 Trillion Opportunity. And it talked about the transition of American business owners from the baby boomer generation to future ownership. And it talked literally about $10 trillion. And I thought, firstly, wow, that's Mm. big. In anyone's language, that's a very big number. And, you know, Pete also had some methodology and some ideas about what he'd done with business owners that had worked. You know, he was an old-fashioned, and he won't mind me saying that, he's an old-fashioned M&A guy out of Chicago, and, but he had some methodology and he started to think about what he could do to help his owners that he was working with prepare for exit. So I actually contacted Pete. I got in touch with him. He suggested that I do um, some education through the Exit Planning Institute. So I flew over. I think I was the second Australian ever. This is in the days when it was face-to-face learning mm-hmm. in the Booth School at Chicago University. You know, So I flew over from the States, uh, from Australia to the States, did the SEPA course. And actually, uh, I learned a lot firstly. I sort of, wow, this is a whole industry in the United States. It was not an industry in Australia. There were 25 people in my class, maybe. Um, All of them were advisors, but all looking at helping business owners with exit planning. And then interestingly, um, as you do when the flight is 15 hours long, on the flight home, 
I sat down and wrote down the things I thought that needed to be done to prepare an owner for exit. And I published a book. This is back in, you know, 2010 or something. I published a book called Planning Your Getaway. And it was basically nine steps that you should take as an owner to get ready for exit. And so that sort of started the, the whole process and the methodology around what do you need to do as an owner to get out. And that nine steps back then, 15 years ago, is now 21 steps, five stages of value. It's a very detailed process. Each of those steps has tools and you know models around how it should work. Um, immediately I got back, I started on an exit planning project with a long-term accounting client, a guy I knew me, really me, well. Just pause you there for a minute if I can, Craig. The nine yeah. steps that you, you know, fleshed out on your your flight back home from, uh, yeah, the Booth School to to Australia, did that align at the time with the methodology of the Exit Planning Institute and their coursework, or did you feel that you kind of added a bit of a different twist to it as well? Yeah, it certainly did align with what they had, but I still felt there wasn't a detailed implementation plan. I walked out of the uh, SEPA course, you know, I'd qualified as a SEPA, including the exam and all those sorts of things, walked out and thought two things. One, how do I market properly to attract clients? Because I'm an accountant and typically accountants aren't great at marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. And B, more importantly, if I did do the marketing and it did work and I got all these clients coming in, what do I actually, what do I actually deliver them? You know, as an accountant, your product is the income tax return or the financial statement or the cash flow report or whatever it might be. Yeah. But as an exit planning advisor, the the product is not a report or a document. It's an exit. What the owner is looking for is it's I an outcome, out right? It's an outcome. It's down the road, right? Absolutely. And I and I and I uh, I, I speak to my team internally. I mean, you know, it, it's interesting. And no, and no disrespect to the accountants that are listening to today's show, but you know, you, you know, when you're marketing accounting services, those are must-dos, right? Every business yeah. owner has to file a tax return, has to do an audit. Let's say not every not every business owner has to do an audit. When you're selling a exit planning, it's what you really should do. So there's a completely different narrative there, right? Uh, and getting Absolutely. them kind of motivated and getting them in the boat and get started on this process. So uh, you came up with nine steps. Uh, it's now 21 but at what point did you kind of disengage from being uh, involved with an accounting firm where you had a steady salary and you and, you, and maybe a yeah. benefit package and you had a family at the time? I know you've shared that with me. And you said, heck, I'm going to give this succession consulting exit planning industry a go. And you put a stake in the ground and said, boom, we're succession plus. And that was what, 12 years ago? How did that go? Yeah, so there was two sort of parts to that story, one good and one not so good. The first part was the accounting firm that I was involved with uh, was involved in a succession plan that went horribly wrong. And it was basically bought out by a firm of business coaches. Um, those guys had no idea what they were doing. You know, they added all these different products and services into the mix. And in the end, the whole thing went pear-shaped. And I was there stuck in the middle sort of going, okay, that didn't work particularly well. So the first thing out of that was, to make sure that didn't happen to anyone else because that was a pretty bad experience at the time. The second part of it, though, was just understanding as I worked with a few clients and got successful outcomes, you know, and I've, I've, I've told this story before, but I think it's really important. It's just one client, and he was an accountant client of mine. He had a very successful business, which was nothing to do with me. He was a great businessman. But what he didn't have was an exit strategy. So I worked with him for literally three years, mm -hmm. and I set up a board, I chaired meetings for him every month. I bought some 
key people within his business into equity positions. So they were locked into the company. We created KPIs. We had a whole exit plan. We used the sort of nine-step model. In fact, working with him, the nine steps became 15 because we realized there were a few things missing. And then at the end of the day, he sold and he sold for sort of, you know, 20 odd million dollars. We'd valued the business originally at about eight and we ended up selling it for about 20. One of the things that he did immediately he did that was to donate $5 million to charity. And he took a photo of the check and the receipt from the charity. And he sent me a thank you card and said, I couldn't have donated $5 million without your help developing the exit. Wow. And I just want to let you know. And the cards I the card said something like, this is life-changing for me, my family, and hopefully this charity. Huh. And I just sat there with the card for literally half an hour looking at it, going, wow. And that day, literally that day, I decided I am never doing another tax return again. I'm going to focus on exit strategies because that makes a big difference. Amen. And, yeah. and then what I did was said, and... I want to do this for as many people as possible. So I didn't just want to do it for a couple of clients here and there. I wanted to do it at scale for as many business owners as possible in Australia, firstly, but throughout the world, ultimately. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Australia. And I've learned, I've, I've come to you and I have become uh, good friends, Nick Foster, Sam Walters, just delighted to have, I, I have these call, you and I have these calls and, and, and it's eight o'clock in Cleveland and you're on the line in the next morning, just like the podcast here. But Australia is about what? One tenth of the U.S. Is that correct? Yeah. In terms of it's numbers, nice. it's even less yeah. than that. I mean, there's okay. about 25, 26 million people mm -hmm. uh, in Australia currently. Oh, so, so that's much, even much less. More. Yeah. So we're about 350 million geographically. Yeah. Australia is about the same size, but most of geographically we're the same size as the state. Yeah. It's roughly yeah. the same sort of width. It's the same size continent. Of course, most of the middle part of Australia is desert. So no one lives there. Yeah. Uh, well, hardly anyone lives there. Everyone's around the coast at both East mm -hmm. and West coast. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's less than 10% of the population of the United States. And your, your home office where you reside is in Sydney, correct? Sydney yeah, area. we're in Sydney. Yep. Uh -huh. Our offices are not far from the famous Opera House and Harbour Bridge and all those sorts of things that you see on all the tourist ads. Beautiful. Uh, and look, it's a great place to live and work. It's, you know, we're in a in a fantastic period. Australia has been uh, in a growing economy for something like 35 years. So mm -hmm. um, traditionally a country that, you know, grew up on exports of wheat and food and and natural resources. We've got a lot, lot of natural resources, coal and minerals and so on. Uh, and we still do, and we're still doing that. But we've now become more sophisticated exporting things like financial services, lots of IT, uh, mm -hmm. startups and fintech businesses have been started here. And, you know, the economy is going really well. And un unlike, um, you know, lots of examples, I think most countries in the world, Australia is very similar. We've got a large baby boomer population as a result of uh, world, the end of World War II, a lot of babies. Um, and those people are now typically somewhere between 70 and 80, and they're now all looking at retirement. And, and it, is, does Australia have kind of the, uh, the, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs like the States does? Yeah, I think, yes, we do. And we do have a lot of small businesses. So of that 25 million people, there's more than 2 million small to medium businesses in Australia. Wow. Um, so there is a large culture of that. I don't think we celebrate entrepreneurship and success as well as Americans do. Um, I often meet people. Well, in, I mean, in the Americans can be quite boastful. So maybe you, you actually being a little bit uh, shyer, maybe you do it better uh, than Americans do. Right? Yeah, maybe. But we've also got this tall poppy syndrome where, you know, we sort of look at people that are successful and, you know, 
it's not celebrated as much as it is in the States. There's a noticeable difference in the approach to that and certainly a noticeable difference as well to people that are entrepreneurial and fail. Yeah. Um, in America, that's almost accepted. Okay, you had to go, you know, it didn't work out for whatever reason. Now let's get you up and, and do it again. In Australia, that's not as easy to do. So there are some differences, um, but culture, I think, you know, use the word easygoing. We're fairly easygoing people. We have yeah. a fairly good lifestyle, fairly good climate. As I said, the country, you know, we haven't had a recession for 35 years or something. So the economy is quite resilient. Mm -hmm. People can, yeah. uh, you know, do fairly well here. If, you, if you're prepared to do some work, you can do pretty well. That's great. That's great. Our guest today, uh, Dr. Craig West with Succession Plus and Capitalize. And we're going to switch to Capitalize here in a few minutes, Craig. But so your first office for Succession Plus was in the Sydney area, headed up by you. Uh, tell us about where does Succession Plus sit today? How many offices do you have? Yeah. How many employees? How many? In your bio, we read 800 businesses that Succession Plus has worked with. I think uh, last time you and I were together, it's now over 1,000. Is that correct? Yeah, we've grown quite substantially during that period. So I started in 2009. It was basically me, um, an admin person, and you know I just started building up what I had to do. And that was mainly around the product. What do people actually need? What are the steps that are needed? What tools do you need in each of those steps to help people? Um, I quickly realized you can't do everything yourself, clearly, and started to then recruit other advisors. And they were typically accountants that I already knew came to me. And, and you know I had a basic model there. There's only seven states in Australia, not 52. So we, uh, I licensed out for each state. We had an advisor in each state. So there were five or six um, mm -hmm. guys and girls that joined me in the early days. I managed the Sydney office um, and we grew from there. And we, we recruited Sam Walters. So Sam's been with me. You mentioned Sam a moment ago. He's been with me for more than 10 years, came in very early on that journey and sort of joined in the process. Um, we've since now grown. There's now 20 odd advisors. Um, we're in every capital city in Australia and some regional areas as well. We've licensed the uh, the model into New Zealand and the the United Kingdom, both to people we worked with previously. One's an Aussie guy that's living in London, Daryl, who I think you've spoken to before, mm -hmm. um, and then into New Zealand. And that sort of, you know, we then refined the product and we got 21 steps, all the tools, all the processes, you know, and we have worked with well over 800 clients that have gone through parts of our process or all of our process, depending on yep. what they were trying to do. And I think it's just now a model that we've, we know it works. We've done it with clients. We know we can transfer. Proof of concept, it. right? We got proof yeah, of concept. Yeah, we've got proof and, of concept. Yeah, and importantly and what, to me, we got proof of concept, not just that it works in Australia, but that we could transfer it into New Zealand and the United Kingdom. And then, you know, two years ago, we sort of started to then think about, okay, how do I really scale this? Yeah. So and hang on. Then, I, want, I want to just, just touch on that. I want to get to capitalize. I know where you're going there. I know where your, your head's sure. at. But the great thing about Succession Plus uh, in succession and exit planning is without regard to, you know, the tax and legal entity and structurally how things differ in Australia from New Zealand or the UK, universally what uh, needs to take place is understanding your objectives, understanding the value of your business, what's your exit timeline. There are some fundamental elements, right? I'm a golfer. You've got to have a good stance, good grip, good alignment, even just to have a chance at hitting a decent shot. And that applies whatever country your offices reside in. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 90% of our business is consistent throughout the world. It's it's about doing the 21 steps well. There's a methodology. There's a process. There's tools that we use to do that. And the people that do that consistently and follow the model do consistently well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, so let's move on to capitalize. So you looked, you sought to scale. 
because uh, and, and I'll just chime in here just for to educate some of our listeners. I mean, having been in this space now for 15 years, uh, the deliverables, to your point earlier, very, very fractured, right? It's, you know, half a dozen of Excel spreadsheets, a couple PowerPoints here, back of a napkin here. And, you know, you're, you're just really hard to follow along with, if you will. And, and I think in some cases, I'll speak from my own experience, that fractured deliverable almost weakened the presence of the exit planner in the room with outside advisors, the accountant, the attorney, the bankers. I was introduced to Capitalize, which you're going to share with us in a minute, which is really the state of the art deliverable. And this is what we get. And all of a sudden, every advisor goes, wow, that is awesome. So let's talk about Capitalize. What was the genesis and the birth of that? And walk us through the, the, the timeline there. Yeah. So the first, I think the first genesis, you know, the first reason to create Capitalize was to get some efficiency in our own business. You know, we've got 22 advisors, they're out dealing with clients. We were manually doing things exactly what you described. We had some structure and templates and so on, but we were literally using spreadsheets and Word documents and trying to pull everything together. That was very inefficient. So the first thing I did in 2020, I went back to our existing shareholders, um, who were mostly the accountants that came on board with me, you know, back in the early days in 2009 and said, look, we should, you know, we need to put in about half a million dollars. Let's get that happening. I want to build some software that does this part of our process. And we, we have a, a key deliverable in our process, which of those 800 clients, every single one of them has had a business insights report. It's a not without exception. With You've shared that with me without exception, right? Absolutely. Without exception. There's not one client that's avoided no. that that report, even in though fact, some of them you, have if tried. You, let if me you, assure if you, you say, right, if you say, if they say, hey, I don't want to pay for that, you're like, all right, well, then we can't work together. We can't help you. That's right. Yeah. And so that process was initially what Capitalize was about. Let's work out how we can generate this business insights report. We know it works. We know the methodology. We know how to make it meaningful for business owners and help them start their journey. We call it a triggering event. So how do we trigger the owner to take some action to actually go ahead and do something about the exit plan? And so we, we, you know, we raised half a million dollars in 2020. This is just before COVID hit and started impacting us literally a month before. And we started to build this software. I went and saw our marketing company over the other side of the Australia on the West coast and said, look, I want to build some software. I need you guys to come up with a brand and a website and a name and a few, you know, logo and all that sort of stuff. And he, the guy that I spoke to, Chris Nelson, who is now our chief technology officer said to me, um, that's fine. We can do all that. That's no problem. Who's building the software? I said, I haven't got that far yet. I just need the brand and the logo. And he said, no, no, no. Who's building the software? Why don't you let me do it? And I said to Chris, mate, you're a marketing guy. How are you going to build software? He said, no, 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 no. I'm a software guy, but I also do marketing, which proved to be 100% true. And look, you know, I probably don't give Chris enough credit. Chris was involved at the very, very start because he sat me down and said, what do you want to build? Yep. Tell me what it is. And, you know, he's not an exit planner or an accountant. And I went through and told him what it was and how I saw it working. And he bought in straight away. He yeah. just said, I'm on board. I love this idea. How about we do this? What about that? What if we had, you know, what if we had the ability to use this report and constantly keep updating business owners as to where they're at and what they're doing and what they need to do to successfully exit? I just went, right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. so today, so today Capitalize is a 48, roughly 48 page report. Uh, I just presented a report today, Business Insights Report, and it looks uh, it looks at a business through five lenses, right? So financial. So um, and let's just, I, I bifurcate it in my mind with the clients is the the quantitative elements, the financial elements, and the non financial elements. And we do some benchmarking, 
We do uh, best in class financials. So let's walk us through how this this report it just jumps off the page. It is fantastic. Yeah, look, I think the biggest learning for me as an accountant was I used to produce these magnificent financial reports, right? Pages and pages and pages of beautifully prepared financial numbers, which I then came to realize did absolutely nothing for anybody other than confuse most of them. Um, and don't get me wrong, you need those. Like you have to have an accountant, you have to get the financial statements, they have to be right and done well. But it didn't actually help owners because it wasn't the information they needed to make decisions about what they were going to do. So I designed literally the business insights report with that framework in mind. I want to look at your business as if I was a potential buyer or investor or lender, because that's ultimately what's going to be needed if I'm going to exit. And I want to have a really good look at all of the components of the business so I can get an effective sort of view externally. What is this business actually look like? How much is it worth? What are the issues? What are the gaps? What are the potential growth opportunities? And mm -hmm. how well prepared is it for exit? What might need to be done for this particular business today to get it ready to be exited? Now, the report's 50 pages long. As you said, it's got some detailed financial analysis. That's my background as an accountant. And I think that's important because every owner needs to understand the implications of what that what that means. But it's also important because you're actually dealing with a buyer. That might be a, an individual. It might be a family office. It might be a private equity firm. doesn't matter. They've all got to deal with the financials because somebody has to fund that transaction. And that might be an investor or a lender or a bank or whatever, but they need to look at the financials. The differentiator that I added was most of what contributes to the value of a business. Yes, the financials are important, but what also contributes is all the non-financial aspects all of the decisions we make about how the business is managed, how our uh, human resources policies are managed, how our cybersecurity and IT systems are managed, mm -hmm. all those things have an impact on both the performance and profitability of the business, but also the way that it's valued because that all speaks to risk. And most small business owners are really good at taking risk. They're entrepreneurial by nature. They're good at growing, sure, but they're sure. not so good at managing risk. And and I think that uh, and, and, and buyers don't want Risk transfer, right? So I, when we're with our clients, uh, we use the capitalized report at, uh, at our office. It's like, look, just imagine if you're sitting in front of three buyers or three bu a buyer, excuse me, is looking at three companies. They're going to say, and I'm going to spend or invest $10 million. Where can I get the highest return for the least amount of risk? And Absolutely. if your company is eliminated early on in the game, you've just lost out on what could be a good opportunity. So what Capitalize allows us to do is to peel away the layers, identify the risk, and then through your strategic advisory relationships, and I'd like you to speak on this, Craig, we set a course with a Succession Plus advisor or an exit planner here in the States who uses Capitalize to address and get out in front of those risks, fix them, de-risk the business, and set it up for growth so that you could paint a really pretty and robust picture and eliminate any downside uh, risk exposure, correct? Yeah. And look, I think the big value in the report is actually the last two pages. So you get through sure. the report, you get all this analysis. There's, as you said, there's financial analysis, non-financial analysis, benchmarking. And then we get to this thing called value potential. And every business has a potential value increase. Some of them quite small, some of them quite quite substantial, many millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. This is the part, when I started delivering the report, this is the part where all the owners got excited. 
no one got excited when I went through their detailed cash flow. Right? Sure. Everyone's going, okay, that's great. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> then we get to the page that talks about value potential. And value potential is very simple. It says your business today is worth $6 million, but it should actually be worth 8.2. And here's how. And that was the bit that I got the big feedback from. All the owners, when they saw, you're telling me today it's worth 6 million, that's fine. Whether I'm right or wrong doesn't matter. But you're actually telling me it could be worth 8.2. And every owner got stuck on the 8.2. And I loved it. Every owner came back to me and said 8.2. And they asked me two questions. One, how sure are you about 8.2? And I sort of tongue in cheek said, even if I'm half wrong, it's 7.1. It's still a $1 million increase, but I'm pretty close. I know that 8.2 is pretty close. We've done this a lot of times. Yep. The second thing they asked was how? Yeah. Now most business, how do I get to 8.2, right? How do I get to 8.2? Absolutely. Most business owners love to think about and work on how do I grow the value of my business? How do I improve my profit? How do I reduce my risk? All those things. So what we produced out of the capitalized software now comes an implementation plan that says, okay, if you want to go from 6 million to 8.2, here's the plan. You follow these 21 steps. You do all these projects that I've outlined for you in order, you will get from 6 million to 8.2. And as soon as we showed people that um, and they started following that model, everybody jumped on and just said, yeah, that's, that's what we need to do. Yeah. And two things that I'll add to that it's for our listeners benefit is, you know, the, the, the example that uh, Dr. Craig West just outlined there, 6 million to 8.2 is what we refer to as same store sales, right? You're not increasing your sales at all. You're just Correct. making your, you're increasing your margins. You're up adopting best in class financials when benchmarked to your peers. And by the way, folks, business owners love to know how they compare to their beer, their peers Absolutely. because they don't have that. They don't have that information available and capitalizes uh, capitalized uses IBIS worldwide behind the scenes and other, other data sources. So on the same, without selling another widget, we can grow your EBITDA, right? Maybe another, four or 500,000. But if we fix the non-financial elements and we de-risk your business and you might find a strategic buyer, boom, there you get to 8.2. And what we always say to our clients now, we believe, and we've seen it, and you can speak to this, Craig, if I work on my business and I increase my sales, now all of a sudden it might be 9.5. It might be a nine. Yeah. It could be, it could be a 30, 40% increase. And that's when business owners sit up straight in their chair and go, wow, how do well, let's get started. So you bring out that Gantt chart and it's brilliant, by the way. I mean, that just the software is brilliant. And that process takes on average, what, two, three years, would you say? Yeah, look, typically two to three years for most business owners, depending on the size of the business and what the report finds. You know, if there's a whole stack of gaps and issues, then it might take longer. But generally, two to three year process, we can walk through those 21 steps. As you said, people get excited by that by that opportunity to increase the value by 2 million. Who wouldn't, you know, who wouldn't do that? And most business owners are very keen to get on that. And particularly, as you said, you know, same sales. We're not talking about all they've ever heard. Typically, historically, all they've ever heard is, well, if you want to grow value, you've got to grow. You've got to take your turnover from 10 million to 15 and your valuation will go up. And that's Mm -hmm. often true, but they don't get this element of fix the non-financials, address these issues and reduce the risk. That will increase your valuation on the same sales. And then let's talk about how we ramp it up by growing. Right. And that's the bit they find exciting. And that's when they get on board and they're interested. And then, you know, exit strategy then becomes just good business sense. Mm-hmm. Whether they exit or not is almost like a secondary issue at that point because they're now in the challenge of, right, how do I get it from six 
to 8.2 million? How do I grow the the value? How do I reduce risk? How do I do these projects that need to be done to get me to that outcome? Yeah, well, I mean, you've definitely changed the game. I mean, uh, we use Capitalize in our office uh, e- exclusively uh, on, on, on you know small to mid mid market size clients, and uh, it's been a game changer uh, at our firm. Our guest today has been Dr. Craig West. Uh, Dr. Craig West is the founder. Uh, not only of Succession Plus with offices in Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, soon to becoming in America. That'll be for another show. But he also the uh, the creator, uh, him and his team of Capitalize, the uh, the really the the best in class software used by the best in class exit planners, in my opinion. Uh, Craig, how do people get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of Succession Plus and Capitalize? Yeah, look, the, the the easiest thing to do is have a look at the Capitalize website. It's just Capitalize without the E.com. There's obviously a stack of information on there, videos, et cetera. Um, we've just released a new podcast, Mark, called Exit Like a Boss that talks about exiting for business owners. It's not for advisors. It's for business owners to understand why they should be thinking about an exit and what they might need to do. Um, so certainly happy to talk to people, happy to help, happy to show you how we've used Capitalize. Uh, and if as an advisor that helps you in your business, help more business owners exit, then I've achieved my goal as well. Yeah, terrific, terrific. Craig, thank you for joining us today on the Finish Big Podcast. This is Mark Dorman, your host. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great day, and here's to finishing big. Take care. We hope you enjoyed listening to Finish Big, the podcast with Mark Dorman from Legacy Business Advisors. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes are available. Learn more at LegacyBusinessAdvisors.com or call 330-350-5410. Please be aware the information in these podcasts represent the views and opinions of our guests and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Legacy Business Advisors. The content is for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional tax or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your legal or tax professional with any questions regarding your specific situation.